This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police. But a crusade of the law. Welcome, Sal. Hello, Tiffany. This is a comic book review show here on the YouTube channel Comic Pop, youtube.com slash comic pop where we take books from the past week and then recap and review them tell you what we thought about them and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up uh so let's jump into them yeah uh, people have been really like this is a good week for books finally last week a little bit of a dud but this past week not bad for me it wasn't strong no it wasn't a strong week for me well i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay. um, there's a lot of great dc stuff that came out this week so let's not waste any more time not talking about it uh before i do that though i want to make sure this thing looks okay waste time not not wanting not want wait wait not nodding yep while you're, uh, while you're working on that, go doesn't ahead. matter. Oh, I was gonna say like I was, I was before we went on. Yeah, like, please. Live, this is really this is a stormtrooper hat, but like whenever I wear this, all I can think of is uh, Greg Capullo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I want to make sure I say it right. Yeah. And he's like his icon, like his like yes, his, his logo, his logo. I guess what it makes me think of, and I'm like, oh, it's like I've got his head on my head. His yeah. face is on my head. Oh. Should make a hat of him. Well, it is pretty cool. <laughs> they should make a hat for him like he should brand himself more and then he could wear his own face on top of his head i mean it's already weird enough when you're standing in front of his own gigantic banner at cons but anyway anyway so uh the first book we're going to talk about is of course justice league annual number one which was uh done by scott snyder james tiny the fourth uh and uh i think it was just only a couple of artists but let's talk about who they they are um Daniel Samprey. That's it. That's it. Wow. Very consistent, I gotta say, by the way. It didn't feel like there was... It, it occasionally felt like there were a couple of different artists on it. Yes. But like, in a... Not in a distractingly terrible way or okay. anything. Um, so, Justice League Annual. This dovetails directly out of the last issue of Justice League, mm-hmm. where Jean just gets a huge info dump from a white Martian. Or, not a white Martian. It's actually a just a straight-up Martian. Yes. Uh, who is being uh kept uh under lock and key by shira of the hawk people because uh they were using magics and ancient universal tomes to keep thanagar prime looking like it's in its prime and maintaining hawk people and uh anyway the one the martian dies and it doesn't work out for them so uh they launch into a new plan Mm mm-hmm and that plan is instigated by the recently brought back into the forefront character Starman. Yes, which I missed a lot in between. Uh, you know, you didn't. But you know what's funny? They it's didn't like, really have a lot. It's more just like it felt like there should be more. Right, what I was going to say is like I missed a bunch of issues, but then when like, I picked this up, like the annual does a good job of being an annual. Yes. Where it's like, luckily I knew basically what was going on. If I had no idea, oh, like if I hadn't been reading it all that, I would have been completely in, in like the deep end of the pool here. Totally. But, I thought they did a nice job of like, all right, if you skipped a couple of stuff, like a couple of issues, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, it does a really nice job of making no justice relevant again. Yeah. Uh, while also kind of like still reminding you, like, don't forget, Dark Knight's Metal really screwed things up. Do yes. you 
did you buy the trade or the hardcover? Because you've got to in order to know what happened. And all you need to know is that there's a hole in the source wall. That's big hole. That's all you need. So you really wow. don't need to read Dark Knight's Metal at all. Right. And, um, <laughs> and if you were reading Justice League Dark instead, you're very well aware of the fact that there's a big hole in the source wall because it deals with that too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's actually really <laughs> interesting. Well, we haven't really talked about what happens in the issue. But the no. point is Starman is like on a holy crusade where he's like, we are going to do this, 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 and this. And then we will fix the hole in the yeah, source he's wall. He's driven. Like, he is it, driven. It is his mission. This is yeah. like his one reason for existing right now. Not only is he driven, but he's also convinced that it's going to work out, which yeah. was a little, uh, you know, writing trope to remind you that it's totally not going to work out. Everything is working kind of like in succession with like clockwork-esque precision. It's really working out well uh, until it doesn't. Um, obviously... They, you know, this is kind of like the official sequel to No Justice because it plays into everything. Mm -hmm. The Titans, Brainiac's original scheme, yeah. Brainiac getting revenge on said scheme. Yes. Because uh, Brainiac is basically Luther's, like, replacement for Joker because obviously Joker would never work with Luther. And if you didn't read that, there's a James Titan IV tie-in Justice League issue in which Joker basically quits. He tenders his resignation from the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Uh, and says, like, I'm not going to be in this because I feel like one day Three Jokers is going to come out and I'm going to have to be involved in that. Yeah, so I can't I can't commit. I can't commit I to can't a major commit. thing like this. Sorry. I feel like that must have been a conversation that Snyder must have had with uh, Johns and other mm -hmm. people where they were like, you can't use Joker. He's going to be really important over here and it's going right. to be, like, it's going to be cosmic in nature. You know, like, there's going to be an important yeah, thing. Yeah, but if it. you want to write a Joker book, you can go write your other... Exactly. <laughs> but, like, get him out of here. Because, like, if you've never seen our uh, conversation with Scott Snyder, in which we I talked to him for, like, two and a half hours, um, Snyder dropped a bunch of hints and a bunch of teases. And one of the things he said was, um, if you talk to him before the book comes out, while he's writing it, he will incorporate your ideas or your thoughts or your requests into the story. So I feel like Joker getting out of there. Like, Joker was in the book in the beginning so that we could get rid of him. Right. Like, boom, Joker's on the cover. I'm going to buy it. Now you're in. You're hooked, hopefully, by the premise of Justice League and this ongoing Hickman-esque sprawling epic that is kind of culminating. This is like the end of... This issue kind of feels like the end of Act 1 for, yeah. for Snyder's, like, big cosmic, you know, refacing <laughs> of the DC universe. Yes. But uh, anyway, we get uh, the Lantern Corps, the New Gods, the and Justice the, League. And the Thanagarian army. The Theragenian army. That's right. To try and, like... Plug the hole in the source wall. Yeah. Like, the, basically, the, the idea is that Starman's like, here's the thing. Brainiac was right. Technically. Technically. But he did it wrong. he was correct. But, like, he was missing a key component. And since you guys got rid of the Entropy Titan, they can't complete the source wall healing. Like, that's what they the Titans were there to do. Right. They were there to seal the source wall, not just destroy Earth, which was just going to be an unfortunate casualty they just had to get mm -hmm. enough energy so they could go do it because yeah. that's their job that's their job right and like Starman's like but it's totally cool because i can funnel that energy exactly but i need a conduit so he plans on using kendra hall yeah okay our hawk girl man by the way in the last justice league there's a point where thanagar thanagar prime kind of falls away mm -hmm. and then uh th there's this big moment where you're like oh no we're going to fix this problem with Shayera and Kendra. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Starman grabs uh, Shayera and touches Kendra. And you're like, oh, we're going to merge him, finally. Yeah. No, I'm going to take a piece of her soul and put, and put it on you. Still two different characters. Mm -hmm. Still two different Hawkmen. Oh, okay. Or Hawkgirls. Okay. Like, okay, fine. 
Anyway, so Kendra's important. So they they because they, well, of her wings. Yes, her wings are like a portal or a dimensional like uh, you, tuning fork which I think or they lightning also rod. Established in, in No Justice, they totally did. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, big time. Uh, so they wrap her in a bunch of in an en, in an nth metal suit yes. and throw her at the wall. They're like you know all the all the Omega Titans or whatever you want to call them. They have like holes that are perfectly suited for right. Them. Like they're as they're like placing them, it's like it's like a puzzle in a video game. You had to go collect all the Titans, and now we got to put the Titans in the right the right Titans in the right holes. right. But like as they're putting the Titans in, like as the Guardians are um Guardians the the Titans, the Green Lanterns oh, are the Green Lanterns. putting them in. I was like the like oh well, the I'm Guardians like, do show up. I know. I'm like, but they didn't do anything. Nah. <laughs> they officially do. Nothing. Well, that's a guardian they for just, you. They just get upset and leave. Um, yeah, that's The Lanterns exactly are putting them in. They're like, oh, I know what goes here. We're good. We're totally mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And um, so Kendra says like, oh, I found my hole, which right? you pointed out is like a big ass <laughs> homage by Snyder to his like love of Junji Ito. Yeah. And the, the uh, enigma of Amigara Fault, where it's all about these random holes and mountains that are shaped like humans and people like being compelled and drawn to going into them. Yes, because they've discovered like these, like even though they seem to like be uninitiated as though they're just people outlines. Yeah. Those who are called to it have like, they found their hole and they have to own... go into it and they come out the other side and it's horrific. Um, but like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, ha, ha, good call ha. Snyder. You so great. Now I'm, mm. Like, what will she come out on the other side? Oh, Which I was God. like, that would have been kind of cool. Agreed. Like, what do you come out on the if you go through? Like, yeah. What happens? Yeah. But, but anyway. instead, Jean makes her like a heaven she doesn't get to use. Which and, is uh, it's a sweet idea, and like I liked that he that they threw that in because it gave you all the more like, oh, this might actually work. They might actually just get rid of Kendra here because it's like that's messed up. Like that they're conscious. Yeah. Well, and, plus like, you have two hot girls. Why wouldn't they just get rid of one of them? Right. So you're thinking, oh no, but then... yeah, but and like, and he follows through with all of this, and like, we obviously develop the fact that um, John and Kendra have like a little bit of a back and forth. You're like, oh no, I thought that uh, John and Kendra were going to get together <laughs> by like literally no other reason than I watched the Justly cartoon. Well, no, but he's got to go with, with Chira. Right now, you can have two hot girls, <laughs> but yeah, so she she kisses John because she's also like, I've lived a thousand lifetimes, and like, she's almost like metatextually being like. I normally hook up with John in the thing you know, no, but I you, wanted to own this right. experience. Well, she says she normally she's with Carter. She's, well, yes. She's like, she's like, I've been with Carter so many times, but like, I'm so sick of like the universe telling me what I need to do. Exactly. So screw now it. let me go be in the hole that the universe tells me I need to fit in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so ultimately they whiz the to- they whiz the plan. Uh, the whole thing falls apart. Well, they don't the Legion... whiz it. Well, no, they're doing everything right, but then the yeah. Legion of Doom shows up, and like they whiz it for them in yes. a way that only super villains with these types of egos can mm-hmm. where it's just like no 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 i know what's better and i can totally control the uncontrollable force right which i appreciate like they're being like very standard super villains mm-hmm. in that way they show up brainiac's there where he we it's the reveal that like um, that Luther, I guess, brought him back, or he came to him. Or... Yeah, Luther brought uh, Starman back. Or, Bra- uh, Brainiac. or Brainiac, yes. And um, Brainiac's like, here's the thing, like, you messed up, Luther. There's seven, like, powers that you need, and you only had four of them, so we need to get the last three, and Starman's the key because he's got them all. Right. So we need to go there, and I'll take control of his brain, and then I'll, and I'll use it, and we can bring back... Um, Perpetua. Perpetua. One of the worst named new ideas in the last 10 years. Well, obviously, as you could tell, I couldn't remember what it was. I was like, pro... Well, because it's so inane. Okay. Um, Perpetua is this, like, big 
cosmic god thing that Snyder created for this event mm -hmm. or the story. Uh, he's been teasing it literally since the first issue of the New Justice League book. So if you don't know who it is, I don't blame you, but also go back and there are like breadcrumbs that imply. They literally straight up say Perpetua is the thing. And I'm like, Perpetua, really? <laughs> like perpetuation, but it's like a freaking name. Okay. Um, and they're also impl implying that like maybe she was before the new universe. That like. She created it. She created it and like Krona saw her hand or something. Like, so anyone who has theories about Dr. Manhattan, throw that right out the window because Perpetua. This new idea is that she, is... She's the mother of... Of, of creation. Or well, whatever. no, she's the mother of the uh, the monitor and the anti-monitor. Right. Like, she created the monitor and the anti-monitor. Like, oh. Yeah. Well, and the monitors, I guess. Yeah. As a I, race. I guess. Any, I in any event, the Legion of Doom, like, kidnap her and take her away. Well, yeah, she uses her, her powers to destroy the source wall. Mm-hmm. Because... Because reasons. Because reasons we don't know yet, because we don't right. know her motivations, and as a, a godlike deity, we may never know her motivations. Because we will. Well, I was gonna say it's gonna go. It could go one of two ways. It could be Lovecraftian in that sense, where it's just like it is unfeeling. That'd be really and you cool. Don't understand it. It's just a force of nature, and it does as it pleases. Most Scott Snyder cosmic <laughs> events end in characters holding hands and hoping and loving so hard that like the problem goes away. So like, no. Well, maybe they could be Lovecrafting so hard. I don't think that's a joke. <laughs> but uh yeah the source wall blows up and this like brings doom upon the dc universe and just it's fun to see snyder like up like apply this this cosmic change to everybody dark side's excited swamp thing sad specter is like oh no i'm not gonna do anything again right that's what i do you know what i appreciate about this page though is that um snyder acknowledges what tynan's doing in justice league dark he's yep. just like it's swamp thing and detective they're hanging out together obviously they'd be hanging out together. obviously because they're on the same team uh he also <laughs> because snyder and grant morrison are buddies the we have a big old reference to multiversity and the team over there yep. um and how that affects it the legion of doom grabs perpetua and they leave and then everyone's like we gotta go yeah, because, like, the universe, like, it's been broken down, but, like, also, like, it's, like, unraveling things. Like, the new gods, like... Yeah. Um, High Fathers just... Yeah, exactly. Gone. And, like, the other new gods uh, take off. They, right. They, take they bail. Of, they grab boom tubes and they get out well, of yeah, it. Yeah, because, like, we have to get as far away from it as possible, otherwise we're going to, like, fade away. And, like, Apocalypse and... Um, Dark Side. No, no, Apocalypse. Oh, the planet Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse and um, New Genesis are yes. gone. yeah. It's like it's like Alderaan. Right. <laughs> um and so we enter this new this brave new world of the DC universe mm -hmm. in a very different place. Um the Legion of Doom has Perpetua in a kind of like perpetual state of an suspended animation. And uh She's like the new Nora Freeze. Yeah. That'd be great if they were using, like, Freezonian technology. Right. In any event. He's got Brainiac. Like. Right. Like, up top. Vic. No, he's like... He's, oh, he's sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's a great image. Um, but yeah, so, basically, Perpetua is now, like, in the hands of the Legion of Doom. Mm -hmm. The Justice League is SOL. And the cosmic... The cosmology of DC, such that it is, is no more. Or at the very least, it's forever changed until they fix it. Right, um, right. And like, and they establish like this new status quo where it's like, look, everybody's working together to fix this one problem, and now everybody has to go deal with crap on their own. Like, the lanterns, like, um, the guardians call the lanterns back because yep. they're like going to need to be sent out to keep order in the in the galaxy as things are are changing, and so they can't help out 
anymore with the Justice League. Yeah. The Thanagari Empire does the same thing, or the army, they, they retreat as well. Right. And the idea is that, like, all our heroes have to go back to Earth and just figure, and just figure it, it out. out. Yep. <laughs> nice job, Starman. But, uh... It wasn't his fault. No, I know, He had I know. a good plan. It was a solid plan, and it was working. Yeah. Up until Brainiac shit. It's weird out. that Batman didn't see it coming since he did nothing in this issue. I mean, for him to not to think about the Legion of Doom. But it's a, it was a great issue. It's really fun. It sets up some terrific status quo to the DCU. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. I really hope they don't drag it out. Like, <laughs> this issue felt like the length every Justice League book should be. And I was, like, really just, like, jazzed about the, the setup. And I'm like, this is cool. And the thing that comes out of it should also be equally cool if they have a plan and a roadmap right. and a freaking chart with everything on it. <laughs> but like, if it, if they don't, the whole thing will crash and burn. Right. That being said, the issue was great and I'm excited for the future of the DCU from this. Yeah, I thought it was, thought it was good. Like, it was funny because it sets up Almost the same status quo that there was before. The, yeah. source wall, the source wall is screwed, except before it was like, and maybe we'll fix it. And now it's like, and now we can't fix it. Unless we can. Unless we rebuild it. Or build a new one. Right. So Which we like, will. it was weird because this, like, in some capacity spun its wheels, but completely didn't on the other hand. Exactly. And it's like, he told us this, like, cool story that, like, if you're jumping on for the first time, you might be a little lost, but you'd be able to, like, hopefully continue on from this yeah and it allows other creators to play with the world he's crafted instead of he just fixed it immediately but at the same time i was like okay okay but like now what yeah, like, like, you I, better have I, a plan i honestly could have like the the plan was so detailed in the beginning and there was so much setup so much setup for this plan and i'm like the, it's I, going to fail and i know it's going to fail I unless it hoped, doesn't yeah, i guess but i kind of hoped it would fi- like not fail right just because there was so much there setup. was a lot of front and, loading like, and they, in a way that was like it was good, but it was, like, sort of wasted real estate. Like, yes. we established the, the Jean and Kendra relationship, but to what end? Right, exactly. Right now. Like, in, at least in this issue, which is, I don't know. Yeah, but it was good. Fair. It was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good. It was just, it was good. Yeah, no, good That's good it. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if you are wondering about Dr. Manhattan, I would let go of the Dr. Manhattan theories for the rest of your life. I would drop it. Because, like, don't be surprised if Dr. Manhattan has nothing to do with anything until, like... I don't know. He will not be joining us for the, for the rest, rest of, of his, his life. life. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, especially because Doomsday Clock will never end. Uh, Pricey8040 in Super Chats, which, by the way, if you want to participate in the show yourself, you can always use the Super Chats to have your question or whatever comment read on the show here. Helps us keep the roof off our heads and everything like that, which is why we encourage to use it. Uh, Pricey8040 says, My mom just finished up her first volume of Saga <gasps> and Spider-Man Blue. Nice. That's amazing! Now I'm going to go back to read more Watchmen. I'm this close to getting my mom into comics. Uh, if you use books like that, you will be this close. You will actually have have That's succeeded. That's incredible! Yay! And uh, Mr. also, your mom's really cool that she likes Saga. I know your mom's really cool. That would yes, that's very cool. My mom <laughs> would not be. Uh, Mr. Roboto, with success of Aquaman movie, hope for Aquaman uh, and the other maybe a resurgent of the book. Uh, I doubt it. This is a book called Aquaman and the Others. Uh, never title your book obscure character and the rest. No one will buy it, just like no one bought uh, Aquaman and the Others. And for Aww. both of you who did buy Aquaman and the Others and say, I bought it, I, I say to you, it wasn't enough of you to keep the book afloat. Uh, pun intended. Yes. I remember talking to a comic book retailer when that book launched, and they were like, this book is dead on arrival. He had a thousand copies left over. Like, he had just, he had a long box full of that book. Why and he was buy just like, so many? Well, because he's a terrible businessman. Uh, <laughs> he also says, uh, the people who can fix the source wall, Blue Lanterns. I mean, like, I was surprised to see that we didn't get, like, the whole spectrum involved. Uh. 
Weird. And uh, Valentino G says, I think uh, he wasn't in the annual, but how awesome is Jaro? That's Jaro in a jar. I think Jaro is adorable and, uh, and fun. I think it's cute that Jaro sees Batman as his father. He's like, Daddy, no. It's really sad and cute. Damien's going to hate him. Right, of course. Because nothing <laughs> says, like, let's wreck our fun. Like Jaro, putting Damien you're in a book. better son than Damien is. <laughs> Jaro's a better son than Damien ever could be. That's right. Agreed. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm just making yeah, just making just our own jokes. Making my own jokes over here. It's so, uh, if I can speak briefly about Amazing Spider-Man number fourteen, do. I'll, uh, I will sip on my coffee. Amazing Spider-Man number fourteen is written by Nick Spencer with art by Chris Bocciolo. Is... <gasps> what? Yep. He ruined this issue. It is horrible looking. I love Chris Bocciolo art, and I think he does an incredible job on books like Doctor Strange and the X books that he used to do, but. This is something else. I don't know what it is, but it ain't working. And goddammit, Marvel, like, people will buy Amazing Spider-Man, even if you need to delay it. Because art like this is borderline unforgivable. Um, in any case, uh, Spider-Man and Mary Jane have dinner with Doc Connors and his lizard family in the sewers. Uh, like they never would. And uh, the lizard basically implies that there's going to be some, like, subtext or some, some subplots regarding Lizard and Billy and his, his burgeoning family. There Basically, this is, a, is an issue to remind you about the status quo so that they can totally upset it. Uh, the status quo being, Peter is in Doc Connor's class. He's trying to re-get his doctorate in something he didn't steal, like from Dr. Octopus. Uh, so, but, like, the, the lizard is Doc Connor's and whatnot, so he's, like... You know, but he's regained his his mind, and so uh, if you remember from your clone conspiracies, he brought the you know uh, Jackal brought back Doc Connor's family, mm -hmm. and then Lizard staved off their degeneration by turning them into lizards. Um, it's hard to really get into a lizard plot because the lizard ate his son. His own son? Yes. He consumed so, his own son. Well, he ate parts of him, but he killed him. So whenever you like give him his son back is through it, cloning and whatnot is it's, it this son i mean is it this lizard it's this lizard yeah yeah kirk connors doesn't die and his clone comes back to life but is it, it is it like the, was it the lizard or was it kirk yeah he was a lizard well he can't help himself though. please uh so lizard ate his son it's hard to really redeem him and like cloning is not a do-over like one of the nice things about marvel cloning if you can ever say that in a sentence is that like they don't usually replace the thing that they come at. Like, when they first launched, like, any modicum of, like, mainstream cloning with Gwen Stacy, mm -hmm. they were like, bring Gwen Stacy back. I don't care how you do it, just bring her back. And they do through a clone. And they were like, and at the end of the day, they didn't. They didn't, like, have her take her role. She left the book. Mm -hmm. And then died later on. But, like, every clone, Ben Riley replaced Spider-Man for a little while, but still wore a costume that was different, so you could, like, avoid those issues. Mm -hmm. Like, never replaced them. This is weird and creepy. In any event, uh, Aunt May has lunch with uh, Jonah's dad's lawyer. Okay. Who is basically saying, like, Jonah's dad, before he died, invested everything he ever had in Parker Industries. So you're all broke. There's no money. But I'll have sex with you. And Aunt May is like, get out of my face. That's her plot. Oh, also, she's dying of cancer. Oh no! Oh no, indeed. 
that was brought up in Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Everybody get your, your pots and pans and start banging them together to chase Mephisto away. No, bring get him on. Come out, Mephisto. Let's see you. Let's address this thing. Get, get out of here, Mephisto. Bam, 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 bam. I feel like that is, like, they're really playing up a huge Spider-Man status quo shift soon. <laughs> I mean, like, the fact that Aunt May has, has cancer is, like, a big deal. Um... Anyway, uh, there's a cute moment. Aunt May uh, saves somebody. Uh, she saves Ned Leeds, who is brought back during the clone conspiracy and then is, like, pretending to be a homeless person, even though he's not really pretending because he is homeless. Um, he's being roughed <laughs> up by some street toughs, so Aunt May shows up uh, and uses a, like, holographic projector to turn herself into a giant, like, spider monster to scare them away. Sure. And then she and Ned, like, have lunch, and they bill the, the lawyer. Aw. Um, Pete... And Mary Jane walk home, but on the way there, the rhino tears up the restaurant that everyone has had lunch in so far How in this book. How about the rhino? How about the rhino? <laughs> um, because the rhino is being tailed or chased or hounded by Taskmaster and Black Ant, uh, which is another ongoing thing from the Nick Spencer Spider-Man story. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man and Rhino team up and uh, sets up the next story, uh, which is going to be fun. I like the art. I don't. I know. I think it's like. But it, you have a very specific taste in art. I do. <laughs> but like, I think. But I like Bachelo, and I, I like that. Like, I like his interpretation of things, and I like his interpretations of panels, and I think it adds to the written story. Bachelo's Spider-Man is great. Yeah. Bachelo's Taskmaster and Black Ant is great. Anyone with a face looks horrendous. Yeah, right. His Peter Parker's not great, but I liked his Aunt May and I like his Mary Jane. His Aunt and... May is confused. She looks, she could She could be a man or not. Like, I confused her with multiple characters throughout this issue. Okay, I don't know if you've actually ever seen an elderly woman. Uh, that yeah. happens. No. No, like, it does. Not like this. Not it like with does. A, not with a character that you can, that you've established for 70 years. No, it does. I, I don't know. I like it, but that's just my taste. And that's I know, fair. Like, I'm not, I'm not telling you, like, it's the best Spider-Man art I've ever seen. I'm not telling you you have to like it. I just, I like it. I think yeah. it's very good. I like his, I honestly like his Rhino quite a bit. I don't. I think it's weird. I think it's really cool. He, he, well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, the issue was a filler, and you don't need to read it. There you go. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but like I said, if you, if you liked, uh, what was it, Way of the Weird? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. And I, I do like that style of art, but I understand why people don't dig it, which is what I've always said about Bacillo's art. By the way, I, he doesn't do the thing that you hate, though, where he, like, cuts corners I know. and uses that photos. That drives me insane. That did not coloring. happen like, in this that, issue. That really bothers me. I would me. rather him use his uh, his white space, like he likes to do. Yeah, Which is nothing. Just yes. a blank canvas and then some pictures. In any event... Uh, you were like you kind of don't need it, but like, it's fine. Right. It feels weird. Yes. It feels like Spencer wants to get to the point of his arc. Mm-hmm. So we're, so this issue is essential, right. but it's also like you could probably just read the summary page. The that... thing I noticed, by the way, about oh sorry, good. Oh good. I was gonna say the summary. The summary pages at Marvel are essential. They are great. They should be the industry standard. The problem is they're written by some fucking intern who doesn't know how to write. Mm, yeah, Oftentimes. Yeah. The, the majority of spelling errors and grammatical problems and or uh, punctuation issues I've ever seen in a Marvel comic are all relegated to the info page. I don't know why that is. It's like the editors don't look at that page. It's just to just put it through a Google filter and you're good to go. Right. Either way, uh, you could just read that and you'll be fine. There you go. I was going to say... Um... 
they should keep Bachelor around to design that whole like human centipede. That thing. would be cool looking because he like well horror is his bag. Yeah, cool well, designs are his bag. Yes, yes, and like and like I said, like I am just want everybody to know because like a lot of people don't like Bachelor. I understand it. I totally oh, yeah. do. I'm not saying you're totally mistaken. You don't understand. No, I know. It's just a totally like it's that, a different aesthetic. That, it's a completely different aesthetic, and it's just one of those like I dig. Yeah. But I get why people don't dig Here's it. Here's the deal. Like, and, and you know what? Like, I actually kind of hope they keep pushing it. Not Bachelo, but like, Mar- like, Amazing Spider-Man feels so weird because Ryan Otley is supposed to be the staple artist on the book. Mm-hmm. And because I don't like his art so much on this title, it's like, Humberto Ramos drew it. He Bachelo drew it. Mm-hmm. Spe- uh, Otley drew it. I think there was another artist who filled in for them at, at some point. Just try everybody. To get me to feel like this feels like a Spider-Man book again. Because I don't know what it is, but there's something wrong with it. And the Bachelor page, like, or the Bachelor issue felt like, oh my god, you're really trying to get me to, like, not read this book anymore. Anyway. But, like, keep trying. Like, Because okay. this issue felt like no Spider-Man issue you've ever read because of the Bachelor art. Um, which is cool and also, Which like, is, like, funny for anyone who picked it up and was just like, this is really neat. Yeah. Pick up next like, issue. Guess what? It'll never look like that again. Like, what is this? Exactly. But, like, try it, I guess. <laughs> Keep pushing until you find somebody. Uh, Mikey Jesus uh, says, uh, or guesses, says, question for both of uh, both of you. Uh, quick snap judgment, one month in. What is the best and most disappointing book of 2019? Or announcement? Best is Conan! Uh, worst is Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> uh, Logan Shirley says, Tiffany, have you read Ice Cream Man from Image? Yeah, I read the first two issues. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good time. Had by all. Um... I think I should just pick it up and trade, mm. personally, at this point. That's like, how it works. But, like, yeah, fun, really fun concept. Yeah. Uh, Logan's pitch is that it's Twilight Zone meets uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Yeah. So check I agree that with out. that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Spider-Man. I-, I guess I recommend it, by the way. Okay. You want to do Doctor Strange? Yeah. Um. So, last week, Doctor Strange uh, 400 came out. It's Doctor Strange number 10 for Mark Waid, but it's legacy numbering for 400. And, and here it is. And I bought it, of course, um, in floppy because it was the 400 Why issue. Not? And I was like, I might as well have a physical copy of it. Um, it is written by Mark Waid with art by uh, Jesus Saiz, uh, Kevin Nellen, and Jim Campbell. Also, uh, Butch Goodry. Uh, it's a whole lot of people who have done this. Yeah. <laughs> And in fact, one of the artists isn't actually credited on the work that they do. So I don't know whose it is. Nice. So it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's great um, centennial. But it's all written by Mark Wade, which I was kind of surprised by because sometimes when you see these books where they have got little filler stories in the back, because that's what this is, the main issue that you've been reading, and then there's three stories that back it up. It's usually how it works in they're an all, annual or in a centennial right. issue. And they're all written by Wade. That's weird. I expected to get anyone else. Right. Like, to get Aaron to come in and write something, uh, maybe Kate's, um, maybe uh, Jerry Dugan, yeah. maybe anyone from like historically. Hey, Dennis Hopeless could have come back. Mm-hmm. He's not busy very much. Or like Brian Cable, like anybody in the past couple decades, or even some of the older like writers, just bring them in. Yeah, just all Mark Wade. Yep. So. And you have been like, here's the deal. Uh, you have been high on the Aaron run, and that's kind of it. I really like the Aaron run. I really uh, like that one issue that Jerry Dugan wrote for the Defenders. The Defenders book. book. Um, which when the hell's that Kate's finishing? Kate's is fine. Kate's is fine. Kate's is right? fine. Kate's was Kate's had to come in and fix 
the what other Hopeless stuff. did. So it's kind of like, yeah, and I really didn't like Dennis Hopeless. And Wade, I've been on the fence about because I just want to read Doctor Strange. I'm kind of to a point right now where I think it's time to put Doctor Strange to bed yeah. and to just let it come out as, like, graphic novels, which is killing me to say out loud. Right, because, like, it's been a long time since Doctor Strange was a monthly series. Yes. The issue I have is that this is not a horrible book. No. It's just not what I want, and it's not compelling no. to me. And maybe it is to other people... But it's just, it just feels like a rehashing of the same things happening over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, right, and, and do you think that's the failings of the monthly format where it's like, well, yeah, I, but like uh, none of us understand Doctor Strange, so we're just going to keep rehashing I, the same ideas over and over again to keep the book coming out. I think the issue is they gave it to a writer who didn't have a strong story. Like, it wasn't like someone came to them. They just wanted to keep the, the series going, so they gave it to Mark Waid, who had written it. And Mark Waid is a staple Marvel author who can do the work. Like, yeah. And, and that's, by the way, a big, like, not a secret, but it's a big deal in the, in the, in the mainstream big two publishing house. Yeah. You can do it, and you can prove it, and you can guarantee an audience of a certain number then they will give you a job over quality, over freshness, over like hype. They will give that person a job every single time. If you can deliver, they will give you that job. Mark Wade has written Doctor Strange before. Yes. And he was not like a big Doctor Strange author. It's just that he's done it before. He's done it Roger before. Stern, still around, could do a Doctor Strange book yep. and had done it for a long time. Yep. Hell, Howard Mackey would love to do Doctor Strange for another hundred issues, that, which he practically that. did. Like, no. <laughs> but for some reason, uh, and I know exactly what it is. Mark Wade is on retainer at Marvel, and they were like, we want to keep the book out. What are we going to do? Yeah. Like, we so, got to give it to somebody. Last issue, they set up that um, the the Ancient One returned. It was like, whoa, the Ancient One's here, and he, he's like, comes to learn from Strange. Yes, I remember that. And it's that, like, yeah. how is this possible? You became one with, like, whatever. And then it's like, yeah, but here he is, and it turns out that, like, uh, this, like, dude, like, attacked him and, like, took his... He pulled him out of time. Oh no! Like out of like everything, and the like his spirit, and pulled him into a physical realm, and then used this crazy demon thing to pull like a thing out of his his body that was his knowledge, because like this thing could find anything and everything, and so okay. it's just like here you go. Magic has a price. If I used to really like that, if I hear it one more time, used in a really like ridiculous like Wait, as though way? you're like magic having a price. Oh, I love yeah. that concept. But, like, the way Wade has used it has made it seem like it's a punishment to us. <laughs> How so? Like, where it's just like, we have, well, look, magic has a price. We got a story we have to tell. Right. I, like, I Listen, you know, I would love to just tell stories about Doctor Strange, like, banishing demons and kicking ass. But, like, magic has a price now. And so we got to tell, like, meandering stories in which Doctor Strange can't do any of the cool things because magic has a cost. Right. And honestly, in this is what is so perplexing about these this book in particular, because you got the Wade main story, mm -hmm. three Wade backups. Three Wade backups, yeah. The Wade main story, Strange is acting in, like, like as though he were a novice in a way. Not, like, in his knowledge, but in his, like, mistreatment of things and, like, his understanding of the concept that there's a balance. He's like, I'm beyond that now. Who cares, fart? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? And then in the backups, one of them is a retelling of his origin. So okay. it's like, you can't really count that. But the other two are much more like, 
here's Doctor Strange, a knowledgeable, like, man who, like, has, like, the ability to go from place to place and solve problems, and he knows how to fix things, and you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I don't understand what he, Wade is doing right now. So anyway, um, so Strange is like, well, the Ancient One's dying because, like, he doesn't have the knowledge of magic to sustain himself any longer, and so, like, I have to help him by reteaching him magic, and I'll, like, try to give him some of my own life ethics because, of course, I do that because this guy, like, showed me everything. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't, I don't understand how he had the patience to teach me. Now, Strange, like, has, Strange has had apprentices before yeah and so he's like he's like i don't have the type of patience that he did right when he taught me he also probably had like medical students under him at some point I, right and so like what he does is he tries to teach him things within a week because probably that's all he has to learn or left and then he like uses the eye to probe his like body and brain to see if there's any traits of magic so he can go find the guy and he goes off and he finds the guy and when he gets there he ends up in a like men in black style cubicle office space that's a great looking page though it's kind of cool i think it's cool i don't think it's cool at all (laughs) but that's just me because basically there's a magical accountant oh no and so like he's been like trying to keep the books in balance and like Mm -hmm. strange is like way out of balance and so like they took his magic away earlier yeah i remember that story when when he just started with that that was all because of this guy oh okay and so yeah he's like now like i i took your friends mm-hmm. like i took wong and kana and, and zelma and i'm gonna give it to like the people the, the powers that be like those that you like conjure like the faultine and like all that like they they need retribution what and so like you have to give it we're gonna give it to them we're gonna Ugh. give it to them and so then Strange, like, fights back using, like, his, like, he's like, oh, now you got all these, like, magical things you created. Oh, screw it. You're making it worse. You're just making it oh worse. Oh, my God. So then he fights him by, like, physically fighting him because he's like, I can't use my magic here. So he just punches him a lot, which at least is a throwback because he's just like, Wong taught me how to fight. Right. And now I will use it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you, I guess. That's neat. Um, so... Then, like, at the end of the day, like, he frees his friends, and then Dormammu shows up, mm, and cool. he's just like, he's like, you're, you, you, you've totally, like, the, the account's like, you screwed everything. Why? Like, he's like, he's like, you totally. Who, who is he? He's like, you, you, your, de- your debts are gigantic, and they're who'd huge. Who'd he come from? Did the, did the ancient one know who he was? Does nope. Dormammu? Uh, no. What about well, the Well, Dormammu like, does, I guess. Does Mordo? Oh, he's not there. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Where did he like, come that's from? That's what's so what, frustrating what the hell? is he's just created a thing that he thought was kitschy and cool and fun. And maybe he'll have like some sort of crazy explanation of it. But seemingly it was just, wouldn't that be neat? Maybe Dormammu will kill him and erase that whole area. Well, no. Instead, Dormammu's like, ha-ha. Like, you know, you're, you're, you screwed up. My, I'm, we're, we're taking over the Faultine. We're going to destroy your, your planet. Does Dormammu work with the Faultine? He is one. Okay. And so... um. Yeah, they're screwed. And, like, Strange was like, we're going to lose. It's all over. And I'm like, it's not. You're just doing that for dramatic effect. Yeah. It's fine. The backup, the the other backup story that's in there that isn't his origin, there's two. Um, and I like the other two. They're really, I, I think they're really fun. Um, Strange is summoned to, like, a, like a Far East uh, town Monastery someplace. And there's a guy there who um, was going to be an apprentice of Strange. Going okay. to be an apprentice of Strange's. 
don't forget, I said earlier, right. he didn't have the patience to have an apprentice to train the ancient one. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. <clears throat> right. This guy, he was he wanted to train under Strange, and Strange wouldn't take him on because of like his attitude and like his recklessness. Because like this guy had these like magical like stones and what have you, like not Infinity. Things, nope. But just another thing, mm-hmm. and um, he left it around, and his son got a hold of it, and he was being bullied. And he's like, I thought if I showed it to them. They would think I was really cool, but then they tried to steal it from me, and they started beating me up again. And yeah. so I started to wish that they would go away forever, and one of them gets pulled into it, and they're trapped in there. And so Strange has to go in there, and he finds the kid, and then, like, the the little boy follows him in there and, like, saves his friend. And, like, he's just, like, they get out, and, like, Strange is like, I thought you, like, you were bullied by him. And he's like, yeah, but I realize at the end of the day, even, like, doesn't matter how much someone is a jerk, like, you should help them. Okay. And Strange is like, that's really cool, and he leaves. And I was like, that's a nice story. Like, Strange just goes in there and, like, does his thing. Like, yeah. neat. And then the other backup that isn't um, the retelling of his origin, which is just the retelling of his origin, um, is it's it's a fun, beautifully like rendered, very short story about Nightmare. Oh, all where right. Nightmare is like being haunted by the voice of Stephen Strange, <laughs> saying that it's like this is the last, like you know, like I'm I'm coming for you. I'm tired of your schemes, like. Oh, you're trapped in this like crazy corridor, and there's one doorway that'll let you out. You have to find it. And he keeps going through all these doors, and he's just like, "You said there was one door." He's like, "I lied." Oh. And then he like wakes up. Nightmare, Nightmare fell asleep. Uh, yeah. And like his forces were like, oh, "I'm so sorry." Like we were like in such a battle that we thought that you, um, like you should sleep because you seem so tired. Right. And he's just like, "I told you to never allow me to sleep." Mm. like never ever and he like kills one of them okay like, never let me dream. that's cool and i was like that's cool i don't understand how wade can craft a short story like that and we're getting the main story just isn't as strong mm-hmm. for me i don't know maybe it's because they're short that could be it there's just it's just more interesting yeah you know and it's 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 like he's so beholden to this concept that we've gotten past already right and i i don't get that no, i don't know so i don't know there you go. <laughs> Weird. That's it. That's all I got. I'm awesome. Sorry. And so is it a recommend for me? No. No, it's not, but it's just I recognize that it's not for me. Exactly. It's not but for me. But who's it for? I don't know. But there might be people out there who dig it. But like I don't. Right. Uh David says Marvel needs an Aunt May immortal book as she is. Yes. <laughs> she's she's a creature of myth just and legend. Make her Herald of Galactus. She was before. Just do it again. Troy to the Max says, hey, or saying hey, to the best looking comic couple on YouTube. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you. Thank you so much. At least 50% of us. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's um, Aunt May should go to hell and like Johnny Blaze will give up the, the throne of hell. And yes, Aunt and May give it to Aunt rule, May. And she can just torture Mephisto. You poor dear. And she just force feeds him wheat cakes. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Moving on to the countdown to issue 1000 for Detective Comics number 997. Uh, Detective Comics number 997 is written by Peter J. Tomasi with art by Doug Mankey. It involves Batman and Thaddeus Brown, a.k.a. the original, original Mr. Miracle, escaping from a death trap Mm -hmm. sprung by the composite Batman monster. Yes. They free themselves, and then Batman defeats the monster. Yeah. And also cracks the mystery about who is tormenting them. Or seeking revenge against Batman by destroying his formations where he came like everything that he came from mm-hmm. uh and it's hugo strange yeah super cool it's a great issue pick it up check it out yeah that's all i could say it's just really cool there you go just a great issue uh marvel knights number six came out it's the end of the marvel knights book and uh it was a total waste of time 
It was Aww. a completely shitty book. It was uh, not worth um, the fanfare of like calling it Marvel Knights and being like, hey, Marvel Knights turned 20. Mm-hmm. That we owe literally our value in Disney's eyes to Nor- to Marvel Knights. Let's make this miniseries. Right. Uh, I'm Donnie Cates and I do everything. So I'll write the first issue and the last issue. And I'll have somebody else fill in the rest. Um, you could have the whole thing be one issue. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. Uh, it, when did it take place? Maybe after or before whatever the thing is that uses all these characters and needs their status quo to be such that they are sitting there. Uh, maybe it's an alternate reality. It's a what-if book. Either way, um, the the machine that made everybody forget who they are, mm-hmm. uh, they, they built it because like they caused the end of the world. And uh, they asked the Sentry, who shouldn't be in this book, but he is, uh, to guard it from them. And we get a little Matrix twist. Uh, this is the seventh time that they've woken themselves up and gotten themselves here to ask the Sentry. And then this time they like use the Hulk, even though they probably used the Hulk the last well, six times. And uh, Maybe this is just completely out of continuity then, because Kate should be. know this, because Kate's brought the Sentry back, and then they have that mini where, they, like, where the Sentry became one with the Void. Yep. So... Yep. Uh, here's the deal with this book and how unessential it is. Uh, I read the first four. I forgot about issue five, and I read six, and I didn't miss a damn thing. Six issues. There's eight of House of M. (laughs) And that book needed three. That's a shame. It's a a damn shame. There really is only because of the fact that, like, the Marvel Knights imprint is cool. Yeah. Uh, It's very cool, and it's very important and valuable to Marvel, even if it no longer has relevancy. Um, I don't think that... Donny Cates whizzing it has it like means that the Marvel Knights brand is dead or doesn't have value. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like this idea sucks. Yeah, and it was a waste of time. Um, okay. It's too bad too. Mm. So let's talk about some books that came out uh, this week or that are coming out this week. You can go check out um, this week that are good that we yeah. think you should check out. Uh, I gotta recommend Daredevil number one. Um, I'm sad because, like, the last run was so celebrated and everybody loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and Zdarsky's going to do something totally different. Okay. To the point where I can't even tell you what it's going to be about because, like, the preview is classified. Okay. But Zdarsky's doing it. I have full faith in him. Yeah. So check out Daredevil number one. Mm-hmm. I will. Um, also, Uncanny X-Men number 11 uh, is playing on the whole, like, devastation from the last issue. All the X-Men are dead. Sure. But Cyclops isn't, because he wasn't at the end of Extermination. Right. And he is like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Neat idea. And I thought Uncanny X-Men was supposed to be, like, the the launching point for, like, the new Marvel era of X-Men. I think that, like, whatever's coming after this is going to be, like, the real, like, okay. let's cement Marvel X-Men. Right, right, right. Um, okay. But it's, like, it, it looks pretty sweet, and I'm going to check it out. Whoa. Sorry, I was just looking at that. I know, right? It's probably coming out, of, like, in July? Oh, <laughs> looks like I'm gonna have to read New Mutants when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's the New Mutant. It, that's number five. Yeah, so I have to. Go Ooh, it's by Matt and Rosenberg, so that's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, speaking of stunt writers, uh, Young Justice number two by Brian Michael Bendis and Patrick Gleason is coming out. Uh, Young Justice is the New Avengers of DC. And if you like that, then you're going to love this. Uh, if you don't like that, you're not going to like this at all. Okay. Um, I call him a stunt because, like, you don't hire a writer that you think is just so great and is, you're just so excited to see what they're doing and put 
Bendis is coming all over your books. That's I'm trying to trade on a name I paid for. Yeah. That being said, Bendis is actually talented and he can do his he can do his work. Like they, yeah. Tom King is too, but like they all play to their strengths. Yes. Tom King, do those little stories, do the characters driven stuff. Yeah. Bendis, do your team books about characters that don't have like godlike powers who can like talk to each other and zing it up. Um, this book is fun and I really like the first issue, so check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go to Image first. Die number three is coming out. It's that um, D and D Jumanji book that yeah. I've been enjoying. So feel free to pick that up. It's uh, Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans on art. Oh, Kieran Gillen for writing and Stephanie Hans on art. So Stephanie Hans doing the art. That sounds great. I know. I like her a lot. And Kieran Gillen, of course, from Wicked and Divine fans. So, Which, so Wicked and Divine fans like are really for more Kieran Gillen. That's where you can get it. Um, also, over DC Vertigo, Dreaming number six is coming out. I have to have this because I have to know what's going on because like. Good or bad, I need to know at this point. Written Do you by... know? Oh, is dreaming a miniseries? Um, I don't think it's intended on being one. But it will we'll become see. one. We'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The dreaming has existed before as a book. Yes. So it could it, it could wrap up, but I don't think they had intentionally written it as one. It's not like one of six, one of whatever. But it no, could no, easily true. just be like, here's the arc, and that's the end of it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, written by Simon Spurrier with uh, art by Bilkis Evely. Uh, by the way, her art's incredible. Yeah. And if you're looking for an artist to follow on Instagram, she's really cool. Ooh. She's, yeah, she's, yeah she's, by the way. She's pretty, too. Uh, thanks to you, I've found <laughs> that apparently uh, Instagram is a great place to follow artists. Oh, like, my God. Just, like, your favorite artist probably is on Instagram. You yes. can follow them there or just, like, be filled in with the oh, great, yeah. great stuff. Oh, yeah, no, my Instagram is nothing but, like, artists that I follow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then from Marvel... My favorite book from Marvel is coming out. Number three of Conan, the Barbarian, written by Jason Aaron with art by Mahmoud or Mahoud Asar. Someone mentioned how to actually say it last time, but oh. I can't remember how it was. Um, I'm so excited for this book. I love going through the life and times of Conan, from young Conan to King Conan, seeing like little mini adventures, all with this overarching story about the Crimson Witch. Just, just... Ah, look at the muscularity. Ah, um. ah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, by the way, uh, we also launched a brand new show called Bat Issues. We did. Um, if you haven't already checked it out, we did White Knight yes. um, with the whole crew. And then uh, we're going to move down to a three-person show you normally. Yes. Um, but check it out. Uh, it just came out. We, we debuted it earlier today. So if you yeah. haven't already watched it, you should. Yeah, you should go check it out. Um, that'll be a bi-weekly show, by the right. way, every, uh, every two weeks. Excellent. Uh, and before we go, I... I, I, I just want to say yeah. this, but just in light of like the whole heroes in crisis. Sure, uh, sure, sure. Look, hey, if you are struggling with any kind of like mental health issues for any reason at all, like you know, it doesn't have to be that you went, you were you, diagnosed, or yeah, there's like or anything a... like that. But if you're not, if you're not feeling right, there is nothing wrong with getting better. Right, and like that's what it is at the end of the, the, the day, whether it be through therapy or through using medicine or using just anything that gets you healthy. There's nothing wrong with that. And don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. We would never blame anybody for going to the doctor if they had like strep throat or the flu exactly. or anything like that. And this is no different. So there's nothing wrong with being like healthy. So that's it. I just wanted to put that out there because like, fair point. we were so upset about the other book. No, I it's true because, because it's, that. well, because it, it, it almost belittles the problem and, and uh, you know, it's not, yeah, you're not broken. No. You know, you're just working. Mm-hmm. 
So we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us this Off the Rack, and we'll see you guys next time. Of course, stay tuned for so much more. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. You'll find much less heavy topics on this channel. Yes. <laughs> a, ton, a ton of stuff uh, here. We got uh, Bat Issues came out yesterday. Uh, this will come out Tuesday, probably, if it's not live. Um, and, of course, uh, Elseworlds Exchange back issues will return. Uh, that's right. When Bat Issues is out, two back issues this week. So that's right. So watch them out. Uh, check them out. Mm -hmm. Watch them and check them out. David says there's a solution for Marvel's magic issue de ideas. I think there is. Yes, I think there is too. I, I think it just requires um, a little more planning. Right. You need to have like... When you're doing magic stuff or anything, <laughs> you need to like address it. Yes. And yes. like have a, have a thing. Right, right. And like, I, you know what it is for me at the end of the day, like Aaron had put the toys back in the box at the end of his run and then, um, you know, Secret Empire happened. And, and that derailed then, everything. It derailed everything and they felt like they had to get Strange back immediately to where he was instead of letting things naturally like occur and let mm -hmm. stories happen within that time period. Yeah. So that derailed it all and now we're back to like trying to tell the stories with Strange without his magic. And so it's just there was not some planning that followed a, a, a really strong story. Yeah. So, but I think we can get there. I think you're right. Uh, Robert Hicks says, I'd rather give my money to Comic Pop than buy Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> Robert, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, spend your money wisely. Uh, spend it on things you enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a thing, uh, I was just thinking about this recently. Um, there are tons of comic book stores are having major problems with their back issues because their comic book retailers are basically saying that like new back issues are worthless. So, like, if you are a completist, don't buy it now when it's $5. Buy it two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Buy it a month from now. Divide it six months from now. When it's in the back issues bin, and it's cheap. Because you can definitely save some money that way. But it'll also help your comic book retailer to kind of inform their own purchases. Because, like, if even if you're not buying a book that, like everyone like you're like oh, i'm just gonna buy it to buy it or to have it um they know that they don't have to spend that money on because they have to spend money to get those books in the store in the first place right so yeah if you did pre-order like absolutely honor it but yeah honor it, but it. like if just if, up, be up front and, and cancel it yeah uh rusky 9110 uh, says would you consider bendis a stunt writer yes uh dc used him as a stunt writer and marvel used him as like a work mule <laughs> yes. uh, DC got him for the name recognition but he has range he does have range and he can do it yes. uh, if they had hired him for the right reasons he would be blossoming at DC instead of dividing yeah because it's Superman I don't read anyone I don't read Superman because he's brightening and it's awful for me but like divisive as hell yeah uh, but if he had been brought in to do something or to accomplish something besides just like what do you want to what do you want to do Bendis well, you're hired you're hired you're in okay so, uh, anyway, we got uh, 10,000 characters. Which one would you like? Which 10 would you like? Yeah. So, and uh, Tevia says, Super Sons is better. Screw Ben to Superman. Yeah, and by the way, there's a new uh, Super Sons coming out uh, this week, so oh, check that out. there you go. Excellent. And All an right. additional recommendation. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, mm -hmm. and we'll see you guys then. I'm Zal. I'm Tiffany. So long. Bye, <laughs>